to know what's going on. Traffic. Very informative. And AccuWeather. It's important to know the weather forecast. Always come first. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News what? with Trey Ware. What? Now on FM 1071. you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Where have you been all my life anyway? We have so much ground. We have a, we have a lot of catching up to do between you and me. So I'm so glad you're here this morning. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Elaine. You're going to hear them on the show throughout the day and forevermore and so on. And, uh, and of course, yourself at 210-599-5555. Wow. Happy New Year. Goodbye, 2023. <sighs> Okay, did you, did you feel that way about 2023? I know I did. I don't know why. I mean, it was just all, you know what it is. We're, we're all living at a, at a level 12 on, on the scale of one to ten. We're living at a level 12 every day because you know you got many bikers beating up actors. You've got planes on fire and to- there were many bikers. No, seriously, if those were real bikers, were they little people? They well, a couple of them were. They're like really short guys, but they <laughs> they got these guys, man, and they're, they're they're hilarious, right? They ride around on mini bikes and they think they're bikers. <laughs> So I'm going to get in. <laughs> okay, let me just make this perfectly abundantly clear because we all know this. If those were real bikers that beat that guy up out in that 90210 store, they wouldn't be interviewing him on the side of the road. They would be doing it from a hospital bed. So it, it, that's another story. We'll get into that, uh, uh, you know, here as, as the show rolls forward. we got a lot of ground to cover this morning. So let's dive right in. The soup is ready. 210-599-5555. Let me start with the illegal immigration thing that continues to go on. Yeah, what everything that was old in 2023 is new again in the new year. It's all here waiting for us, served up. So here we go. Uh, 302,000 illegal aliens crossing into the United States in December alone, setting the record for the most entries in history. 302,000 in one month. That's on top of the 300,000 that came in in November. So the official number is 617,000 in November and December, but you know what? You can double that because that's the ones that got processed. Those are the ones that we know about that we processed and got into the country. This is an attack on the United States and an attack on our system, and it is the destroying of the country. Happy New Year. (laughs) Welcome to Tuesday. It is Joe Biden, who is, of course, he's a walking mannequin corpse at this point. Did you see him in the Virgin Islands? First of all, he recorded this interview that they ran with uh, Ryan whatever his name is, on New Year's Eve on ABC, and it was just horrible. We'll play some sound from that a little bit later on. And then they got him walking out of a building, and, uh, you know, he's, his eyes are just, well, he doesn't have any. Uh, anyway, well, we'll get into that some more a little bit later on. But it, it, it is the planned destruction of the United States. And it, it came very close to me a couple of days ago when I was going home, had Nancy in the car, and we went to this uh, corner by our house, right? And we don't live in a, you know, ritz and rancy kind of, you know, uh, dominion kind of thing. We lived in an average neighborhood, and, you know. And on the corner, they're all camping out now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm also getting pictures from people showing me that they're setting up and camping out in people's lawns. So a guy comes up to the car, and he's got a sign, you know, here's my wife, and here's my three kids, 
And so, not not from this country. And I'm saying, uh, dude, do you realize this is one of the busiest intersections and corners in all of San Antonio? And you've got your wife and your children laying out right there. They're like in baby car seats and all that with all their junk, you know. And uh, he's, you know, I, I need some money. I need some money, you know. And and they really are aggressive. It's not like they just walk up and go, "Can you give me, can brother? Can you spare me a dime?" They're like standing there, staring at you in your car, waiting for you to respond, no matter how much you ignore them. Anyway, it's here, and it's everywhere. And so uh, you can you can probably put the number of illegal aliens that have been brought in here in the past few months at several million, several million. Not just a few hundred thousand, but several million. The estimates that I get from guys on the ground could be anywhere between 12 and 15 million just since Joe Biden became president of the United States. Because those official numbers that you hear of 300,000 or whatever in a month, those don't count those that are coming in illegally or those who are overstaying their visas or et cetera, whatever. And so the numbers are exorbitant. And now you have moves from uh, various places across the country in Maryland and Chicago and places like that to allow illegal aliens to vote in the upcoming presidential election. Now, Greg Abbott has not given up, and, and God bless our governor for what he is doing. He's doing a phenomenal job. He shipped over 85,000 illegal aliens from Texas in one year, in one year, over 85,000. 32,000 to the Big Apple, uh, 25,000 to Chicago, and more are headed to Chicago despite their city ordinance that says you can't bring them in here on a bus or they have to come in at a specific time or you have to, you know. He's just dropping them down in the suburbs around Chicago, and they'll find their way to Chicago. Hey, listen, more power to him and keep it up, Governor, because there's no reason why the state of Texas should be attacked and invaded as we are. And uh, without the others, and particularly those others that call themselves sanctuary cities, they're so full of it, aren't they? Because they're clearly not sanctuary cities because they don't want them there. No, no. Passing laws and ordinances wherever they can. Keep these brown people out of here. We don't want them up here. Democrat Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson was on Face the Nation over the weekend, said that um, Greg Abbott is clinging to the vestiges of the Confederacy. (laughs) <laughs> we cannot have a governor who decides that he's going to cling to the vestiges of Confederate President Jefferson Davis. Yeah, you'll hear that a little bit later on, too. And he says that Abbott is a threat to national security for shipping the illegals to Chicago and that Abbott is creating chaos. No, sir. Your administration, headed up by Barack Hussein Obama behind the scenes, is creating that chaos is a threat to national security, is specifically and methodically destroying the United States of America in our in front of our very eyes. That's what's going on. These illegal immigrants are using fake passports to pose as minors. And I don't mean those digging up coal. I mean minors as in young people. And so, while you were on break not paying attention to the news, the administration sends Anthony Blinken down to Mexico. And the conversations that he had in Mexico included more U.S. taxpayer dollars, your money, flowing to Mexico 
so they can do more with it. Uh, of course, uh, give it to their politician because that's what happens when we send money down there. They they never do anything constructive with the money. They put it in the the pockets of their politically connected people, and uh, and that finds its way into the hands of the cartels so they can continue to bring illegal aliens to our country. But the other thing that the Biden administration says they want to do is normalize, their word, normalize all of those that are here. You know what normalize means? Well, it's another word for amnesty. Give them complete and total citizenship. Now, how would you like to have 15 million new, extremely poor people as citizens of the United States who will vote for Democrats? You ready for that? They know they've tested the word amnesty. And we don't, nobody wants amnesty. No, we, 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 we think amnesty is a bad thing. But we call it now not amnesty. We call it normalizing. We're going to normalize the people that are here. Not give them amnesty. We're going to just normalize them, which is giving them amnesty. Meanwhile, our Attorney General, Ken Paxton, says that the Biden administration is aiding the drug cartels by now fighting against the moves that we are making here in Texas, such as the razor wire, the you know calling illegal immigration into our state, uh, a, a, you know against the law, and our uh, law authorities here in Texas can now arrest them and so on. And the administration, the Biden administration, is trying to stop Texas from doing all that, which is aiding the cartels in getting the fentanyl in here, so that more kids in America can ingest the the uh, the, the fentanyl and die. This truly is a, a moment of peril for our country, and I think it's going to grow as, as the year goes on because of the presidential election. You have Donald Trump removed from the ballot over in Colorado, and there's been some changes on that. Uh, but up in Maine, uh, same thing. Secretary of State in Maine, an, an, an unelected uh, official up there who's not even an attorney, uh, interpreted you know, her way of interpreting the 14th Amendment. And, you know, out on the media all weekend saying, well, that Donald Trump doesn't deserve to be here because he created an insurrection. He did not. And we're going to talk some more about that as the morning rolls forward here. But that is an attack on our political system and an attack on our other systems, on our economic system coming from the illegal immigration into the country. So those attacks right there are going to be very tough for the United States to survive. Look, we have no guarantees that this country survives. We don't. There was no guarantees at the beginning of this country, nor throughout the past 240-some-odd years have there been any guarantees that we are going to survive. But we are under direct assault and attack now from our own government, attacking our country from within Washington, D.C., so we're going to talk more about that as we roll forward this morning. Last night is not how I thought it was going to go, and we'll talk about that when we get back. We'll talk about the kiss heard around the world and a new multi-multi-multi-millionaire in America. Coming up, Trey Ware, KTSA. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a 520 at KTSA. Trey Ware here. It's so good to be back for a new year. 2024, man, it's going to be a great year. This is going to be a busy year. Uh, we were talking about uh, the whole politics of this year, and um, I just don't believe that the forces, the powers that be, are going to let Donald Trump get anywhere near the White House, even if he wins in November. 
Uh, I just don't believe that they're going to allow that to happen. Anyway, we'll talk more about that coming up. 210-599-5555. Call or text or email. Trey at KTSA.com. Trey at KTSA.com. Um, Elaine and Jimmy, uh, I had I, this is not exactly how I thought, and, and not even close to what I thought was going to happen last night with the uh, college playoffs. Um, I, I didn't have any money on this or anything, you know, no big deal, but I really thought it was going to end up being a rematch of Alabama and Texas. The only game that Alabama lost this year was to Texas, and Texas is going into the SEC, their conference next year, which is rendering all of the – you see the shakeups in all the other conferences, the Pac-10 and every, Pac-12, yeah, we're, Big we're, Ten and everything else? We're not done. The shakeups are still coming. Serious. They're going to do a big whole – it'll be like the NFL. Well, they're, they're going to have to. Yes. They're going to have – right? Because the other ones are now kind of irrelevant. We'll talk about that another mm-hmm. time. It's another discussion to have. But I, I really thought that Alabama was going to win that game last night. I really did. Why are you laughing so hard at me? What's, what's going on? You're laughing. I know about as much of fo- about football as Taylor Swift. Well, that's coming. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on to your thoughts on her because we, we have to talk about her too. So, um, yeah, I, I really thought that Alabama was going to pull that out last night. And, and um, I, you know, Har- Harbaugh is something else, and his team is, is incredible. That was a nice comeback because Alabama <laughs> had that game. In the second half, the first half, they were owned by Michigan, right, with all the sacks. Mm-hmm. But they had the first quarter. They had like six sacks in the first quarter. And Milrow looked like he was just lost, completely lost at the beginning. So anyway, if you're just now waking up and you missed all that last night, uh, Michigan did win in overtime. And it was right down to the wire overtime. And then the Texas-Washington game. I really expected Texas to carry that, man. I was shocked by that one. I Okay, here's part of the problem is we don't get to see as many Washington games. We don't. Because of the time zone. Correct. That team is legit. They are. They are really good. It's not just the offense. The defense was getting to Quentin Ewers. They were disrupting everything. And I don't think Texas ever got on track the whole game. No. They were. They seemed to always be just a half a step behind. That's exactly right. The whole game. And, and But, they, they, you know, in the fourth quarter, they made a good surge. I thought, okay, here it comes. They're going to get me. And then it fell apart. Couldn't, couldn't put it on. They couldn't seal the deal. No, no. And I pushed my bets. Uh, I didn't lose any money, but... I did. I took uh, Texas plus seven points because I wasn't sold on them, and those teams never see each other, and they lost by six. Yeah, 30, 37, 31. So I, I covered that, but yeah. I, I, I lost another bet with it. But they just were a step behind the whole All game night. from kickoff. And, and so, I, I mean, Michigan and Washington, you no. know, I, 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 other than Michigan, I, I'm thinking – the television networks were probably freaking out. They they wanted Alabama Texas. They really did because that's a money maker for them, right? Yes, Alabama Texas. That'd have been a money maker. Now they get two time zones. Well, that's true. Central and that's true. West Coast, yep. but Washington and Michigan have a huge history uh, of games against each other. So say, this man. is going to be a really good yeah national championship. And it's on Elvis's birthday, so January eighth. Okay, Elaine, um, the kiss heard round the world. Everybody kisses on New Year's Eve. Y'all kiss on New Year's Eve? I didn't see that either. What? Taylor Swift and Oh, you didn't see it? The kiss. Yeah. Well, uh, did, did you kiss Ralph? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. About 8 o'clock at night, <laughs> I went to bed. <laughs> what time did you go to bed, Jimmy? Oh, it was like 6.30 okay. or 7. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we pushed it, man. Let me tell you what. We stayed up till 11.08. Oh, you yeah. rebels. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay, so you made East Coast... 
Yeah, New that's Year's. exactly what we said. You know what? It's New Year in Florida. Good night. <laughs> I'm going to bed. And that's, but usually it's nine at the latest. Usually, and so this year it was 11:08. So I said, Ah, man, we're done. The the mullet neighbors were shooting some great fireworks on yeah, mullet neighbors. There were fireworks everywhere. I I believe right before midnight or <sighs> at midnight we were woken by uh, some fireworks, and Ralph just moved his hand over and said, Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, you know, the fireworks that we can buy as just regular consumers, they're awesome now. They're really the good. The bombs, you they're know. awesome. And somebody said, uh, I posted online, that, you know, they, they were going to the fireworks stores and they were empty. I mean, no people. Uh, and the, the sales were down. I don't know. I haven't seen any numbers or anything like that. But they said because the prices have gone They're so expensive. high. Well, gunpowder shortage. You know, there's a few wars going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's a priority on the gunpowder where it's going to go. So there's gunpowder shortage. And so they the prices are enormous now. Now, I, don't, I haven't bought fireworks in probably 40 years, you know. Uh, so I wouldn't even know what a good price is versus a bad price. But uh, people were saying, man, they can't sell these. They can't give these things away. You can't walk out. If you want a really good display for your kids, you're going to drop at least four to 600 bucks. Ha! Yeah. You forget that. I mean, to do a really good one, and it's not hard to do. I got to eat. Uh, so, so Travis and, and Taylor, uh, this was the big thing at New Year's. They They made out at midnight. And I'm like, okay, I'm so over this relationship, right? In front of a camera, so the camera caught it. Of course. Oh, thousands of cameras, right? Flash, 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 flash. You know, here's the kiss heard around the world. But you know what I'm thinking? This is going to be interesting to see if this thing is for real, number one, because we have our, you know, different views on whether it's real. But secondly, this thing has, this relationship has everything working against it. You know what I'm thinking? Here's what I'm saying. That. Anything that's going to take her away from making money for the big corporate interests, like a relationship. First of all, she's already ruined the Chiefs, okay? T- total distraction for the Chiefs. Look at them. Look at how they're performing now. But And I call that the Jessica Simpson effect. But on her end of things, there is this huge organization that cannot have her get pregnant and taken off the tour or are not making albums. She has to be, she has to be generating income for some very... Very, very powerful and rich people who are backing her, from record companies to fan bases, everything in between. And they don't want anything that's going to distract her from making them a ton of money at at this time in her life. Now, both of y'all have been in the music business. Y'all know the infrastructure behind these artists and how powerful and rich the infrastructure is and how much sway they have. Over the artist. So y'all talk. I'm going to have to disagree with you, Trey. Okay. At 34 years old, Elaine, she is prime and ready to have her first marriage, first kid, and she'll double dip on being the cool mom and the international star. What do you think? No. No. If she gets pregnant and gets married, it's going to ruin her. (laughs) I think she'll make twice as much. She's not ready, and neither is he. Not she's, ready? Not She's not ready. They're both 34 years old. They're both young. She well, likes to party but, but and she's, hang out with her girlfriends. Her, her biological clock's ticking, obviously, at 34, right, if she wants to have babies. And she doesn't need any more money. She could walk away. Right. We all know this. But, and I understand that people are employed by that's her. That's what I'm I talking about. I get that. Yeah. But you can still say no 
It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to do it. So, like like Elvis was to Colonel Tom, you know, there were a lot of things he had to do and that he couldn't do because he had to feed the beast that was Colonel Tom and RCA Records and all of that. Well, that was in its infancy infancy of that time. Today, these multinational uh, corporations that are behind these artists, they are extremely rich and powerful, and they can... I don't put it past them to embed people in her organization to cause problems between the two of them and blow that relationship up so that she's still writing songs, so that she's still on tour, so that she's not barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. She's resuming her tour in February, so... It's yeah, she's she's already she's tour. already booked for the year. Yeah, she's booked up now, for the rest uh, of the unless, year. Now, unless, boom, <laughs> unless she gets baby bumped. Her management, <laughs> um, I met her manager... He left Tim McGraw and Faith Hill to go manage her, and he's from the U.K. I don't know if he's still her manager, but I met him when that transition happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, if you're leaving Faith Hill and Tim McGraw for this little kid, yeah. then you got plans. Right. International plans. Right. And so it would not be beyond them to have people in her universe. And there are thousands of people around her every day. Who are support? She's a corporation, is what she is, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are thousands of people around her every day who are working on this to put people in there to shoot this thing down so that she doesn't get pregnant. Or Jimmy, as you're saying, build it up so that they can milk that. I guess go get the the mom money and then the mom endorsements. No, that's not going to happen. You don't think so? You won't see her doing commercials for. Not going to last, but more than maybe six more months. They're they're getting engaged. I guarantee that. Oh yeah, and then she's going to be pregnant. But uh, the question is, is she going to be doing the Huggies commercials next? <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Taylor Swift for Huggies. And for the diapers, just take Gerber them off. baby food. Take them off. <laughs> Travis loves the mushed peas, and so does little Johnny. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Do you have three ex-wives in your current TSA? And good morning. It's uh, we 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 got a lot of ground to cover this morning. We're doing it bit by bit, taking it apart for you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You're always welcome to be here on the show. You can call me or you can text. Either way, whatever whatever you're more comfortable with, or you can email Trey T R E Y Trey at KTSA dot com. It's Trey at KTSA dot com. In Michigan, somebody is eight hundred and forty two million dollars richer. They won the Powerball lottery last night. 12, 21, 42, 44, 49, Powerball of one, fifth largest Powerball jackpot, tenth largest in U.S. lottery uh, history. And so $842 million to one, one person last night. Um, okay, so the pro-Palestinian terrorist supporters here in the United States, which are nothing but a bunch of snot-nosed, young, liberal, uh, anti-American people, Many of them in the country illegally, or so we're told, uh, they are now causing a dangerous situation in uh, in New York and uh, and JFK Airport. And we do not need to guess how dangerous it can be at an airport. Everybody knows, right? We're watching an airplane burn in Tokyo right now that ran into one of their own Coast Guard aircraft in Tokyo, and it burst into flames. An airport can be a very, it's not necessarily dangerous, but it can be a very dangerous place. All right. So you got all the holiday travelers, and I'm curious what you think about this. You got all the holiday travelers that are trying to get out of New York City. And if you screw up, 
the airplanes at New York City, you're screwing up the entire system for the entire country because a lot of it runs through New York. Right or wrong, Elaine, Jimmy? Am I right or wrong? Okay. And so if you screw it up and cause delays in New York, you're going to cause delays throughout the system. And that is the point of these pro-Palestinian uh, terrorist supporters. Be, uh, by the way, I make no difference in my own mind if you're supporting these folks, if you're out here and you're marching in the streets of America, you're supporting the Palestinian terrorists, the Palestinian terrorists known as Hamas. You're supporting them. Okay? That's what you're doing. And so they try to disrupt New Year's Eve, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Well, now they're at JFK Airport, and they have taken all their vehicles in there carrying their Palestinian flags. And they are blocking the entrance and the exit to JFK Airport. In fact, they're putting out on their uh, X account, Victory Port Authority has effectively shut down all entrances to JFK for people without a boarding pass. Air train service is closed. Cars cannot get into the terminal. They're blocking it. It's like going, you know, you've all been to San Antonio International. It's like going over there and blocking those entrance and exit roads into San Antonio International Airport with your cars, turning them sideways, flying your Palestinian flag and all that. Okay, uh, I know it's early, but let's turn on the phones. 210-599-5555. What should the authorities do to those folks? Now, I say they should arrest them and deport them. Now, let's not screw around with this. And here's why. Yesterday, apparently, they launched a big balloon over there by the airport, trying to disrupt the airplanes themselves. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine flying an airplane into a big balloon on takeoff or landing at JFK in New York? So that in and of itself is a threat to public safety, not to mention blocking the cars and travelers from getting on the planes and heading home on one of the busiest travel days of the year. So, look, they're going to be launching big balloons. They're going to be uh, they're going to be blocking traffic in and out of the airport and all that kind of stuff. Okay, arrest them all and do a mass deportation for all of them who are in this country illegally. Instead of doing that, instead of defending America first, instead of taking care of America first, this administration is hell-bent on the destruction of our country by opening our borders and, and trying to destroy our system of voting here by removing a legitimate presidential candidate from the ballot in about 16 states in this country. What do you think about that? As we start off the new year, it, you know, the, the slate is, is, is wiped clean, right? We're all thinking about having a great new year, and I, and I certainly hope it's going to be a great new year. we got a chance of taking back the White House, taking back the Senate. we got a really good chance of doing some positive things here in this country. But it's going to take the people at the highest levels of our government getting on board with America, and they are not. They are not. They have been working diligently to destroy the country from within with the mass illegal immigration by attacking our political system here, by attacking our economy and running up the prices of everything so that more people now are dependent on the government uh, for day-to-day -day items that you know they never have been before, and they have allowed all of these pro-Palestinian terrorist people to run all over the streets of America, causing chaos, and now at one of the nation's busiest airports, 
as people on the busiest flying day of the year, or one of them anyway, trying to get back to their homes and back to their families and back to their jobs and back and back and back. And these people are flying balloons next to that airport and blocking the entrance and the exit to the airport as well. Mass arrest and deportation for those who are here illegally. That's what I say. What, what do you say? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. One year to the day that Clayton Perry had his uh, issue with a, uh, uh, you know, alcohol and drinking and so on and so forth. Cost him his, uh, his seat in District 10. One year to the day, allegedly, Councilman Mark White arrested for DWI on Friday night. It was exactly a year later. Uh, after uh, Clayton, one year that Clayton Perry uh, had his, remember that with the acorns in the backyard and all that kind of stuff. Exactly one year to the day, Mark White apparently, allegedly got popped for DUI the other night, Friday night. Good grief. Yeah. He said, uh, I did not feel intoxicated when I drove home. I never get behind the wheel when I feel as though I had too much to drink. But that is not the point. Nobody should drive even if they have had just one drink. I take full ownership over my actions, and I apologize to the residents of District 10, my family, my friends, council colleagues, and anyone else who I've let down. Now, KSAT is reporting, and I, I want to make sure I say Melissa Cabello Havarda. Okay. Uh, that she was with him at one of those bars or restaurants that he apparently went to three places. Let's see, where all did he go? Uh, El Marisol, Myron Steakhouse, and the Thirsty Horse. I don't know any of those places. I don't, I don't bar hop, so I don't know any of those places. Two restaurants, one bar. And he says he had a beer at each one, so he had a total of three beers. He said he didn't feel buzzed or drunk. I don't know. I, was the councilwoman with him in the car? No, apparently she was at the restaurant. Okay, I don't right. look. Don't don't. All I'm doing is going by the media accounts. Yeah, you know, uh, I haven't talked to him uh, or her, so I have no idea. But apparently, according to KSAT's reporting on this, she was with him at one of those restaurants, and she said, "Hold your fire until you find out all the details." And that's listen. That's my policy. Yep. It always has been. It's my policy with Clayton, and that has nothing to do with your political aspirations or which side of the political fence you're on. I'm gonna you know hold your fire until you know more about this. Even. The paper and, and KSAT and the others are being really careful. They're saying alleged arrest, alleged Good. DUI, alleged this and that and the other. And I'm, I'm going to do the same thing until we find out more details. But uh, everybody's, you know, firing off online that he needs to step down and he needs to quit and needs to get out of the way and we can't have this out of our officials and all that. Here we go. City Council's going to censor, going to do exactly what they did to Clayton. I don't see how they can't. Right? I mean, if they did no, it to they, Clayton, they've yeah. got to do, they have to do it to him, right? Well, he's conservative. They I would, will. <laughs> That's a good point, too. All right, 210-599-5555. More in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond has never sold lab-grown diamonds. Happy New Year to you and yours. I know it's going to be a great one this year. It's 552. Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Just a real quick thought on the pledge. We're going to continue doing that, and we do it at 550 and 650 each weekday morning. And I just got to tell you, I love it when we get kids like that doing it. <laughs> I really do. And I don't even know, do they do it in public schools anymore? We used to when I was in East Terrell Hills Elementary over here. I don't know if they do or not. But anyway, um, you know, I think it's great when when we have the kids do it. Um, adults are wonderful, too. But I just love hearing the kids say the Pledge of Allegiance. Can I give you my phone number here at the station and uh, you can send me the pledge there? Or you can email it. Either way, whichever works best for you. 
and we'll put you on the radio. 210-654-5155. 210-654-5155. It's my voicemail here. If you just want to call the voicemail here at the station and leave it on there. 210-654-5155. Or if you want to record it on your phone and then email it to me, you can do that. Trey at KTSA.com. T-R-E-Y. Trey at KTSA.com. Dry January or sort of dry? What are you doing? Are you completely dry? <laughs> Lane's like, I'm not doing either one of those. <laughs> I have to start the new year off, man. I never man. Knew, understood that. Uh, what? Well, people, they imbibe over the holidays, and so they kick off the new year by but going. what do you do with the alcohol that you got for Christmas or that you got for New Year's Eve? <laughs> February 1 is coming. Then... <laughs> February 1 is on its way, so you can wait until then. No, I, 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 there are some people that go completely dry, right? Uh-huh. Some that do sort of dry. You know, like they'll back off. And some that don't change at all. They keep doing what they're going to do, which is a drink or two every day or a drink on Let's the weekend. Let's see what the news is this week, and then we'll tell. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what happens. People start with great intentions, like working out, doing a dry January or something, and then they get a couple of weeks into the year, and they go, it's just as bad as it was last month. Uh, I'm well, going to drink some. split shift like me, by the time 7 o'clock rolls around. Oh, you're ready. And you're done with yeah. Jack show. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. And the news. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today, the names of Jeffrey Epstein's flyby, flyboys start coming out today. Bill Clinton is mentioned in there over 50 times. Uh, that uh, Guffrey girl, the Virginia Guffrey, she had, uh, you know, tried to subpoena Bill Clinton at one time in her lawsuit, uh, and she couldn't. Uh, look, here's my feeling about this. Uh, you're not. First of all, in my humble opinion, based on that one incident with Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton's a sexual predator. Okay, I'm gonna say it like it is, and that's my opinion. But he preyed on a young girl, and he was the most powerful man on planet Earth. Oh, but Trey, it takes two to tango. Okay, fine. But she was a 23-year-old intern in the White House delivering pizza to him. That's on him. And then he lied to America about it. He's a sexual predator, okay? Because he, he, that's, that's the way he treated her. He should have never done that to her. Should have never gotten involved with her. That's on him, sexual predator Bill Clinton. But they're never going to get him on any of this other stuff. You know why? Because nobody wants to commit Arkansas. That's why. They don't want their brakes to fail. They don't don't want stuff to happen. Shoot themselves in the back of the head in Fort Marcy Park. Nothing's going to happen to this guy. Are you kidding me? There's nothing going to happen. But apparently he's in these uh, notes as being uh, with Jeffrey Epstein on that airplane 50 times. I'm sorry. If you're on Jeffrey Epstein's plane 50 times, you're not just, you know, catching a ride over to New York City. Sorry, that's not what that plane was used for. That plane, we are told by everybody in the know, including what came out in the trial, that plane was used as a shuttle to take the rich and powerful to his island to have sex with little girls. Okay, that's it. You're not just, hey, can I bum a ride? You're going, you're going over to California. I need to get out to California. And Hillary's busy, so can you, can you take me over? No, come on. Not believe, I'm not buying it. But those names are coming out. Apparently today there's going to be like 170-some-odd names that are going to be released from that manifest. Ain't nothing going to happen. These people are protected by, even if you don't know the names of these people, 
obviously everybody knows Bill Clinton. But if you don't know the names, the other names of these people, they are protected by very powerful and wealthy people who don't want anybody to know what they were doing on Jeffrey Epstein's island and the fact, in my view, that he didn't kill himself. Just look at the evidence. Just check out what happened around uh, you know, his death a few years ago. Four or five years ago now he's been dead. He didn't kill himself. He was oft in prison, so he w- dead men tell no tales, as they say at Pirates of the Caribbean. So, no. But we'll see. I mean, you know, 170 some odd names are coming out today. To me, it's kind of like, okay, release them all and then go get them all because to me, they you're not just kept bumming a ride on a plane. That plane was used as a shuttle from everything we've been told. All right, a quick break for the news. Back in just a minute, 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. <coughs> oh, this cold. Come back. It's uh, 6.05 now at KTSA. Where have you been all my life? We have so much catching up to do. Trey Ware here along with Elaine and Don and Jimmy and your calls at 210-599-5555. Breaking down the, the big stories of the day. Of course, right now we got the big story over in Tokyo where the plane crashed into their there. Coast Guard over there and caught uh, caught on fire. So far, five dead. Uh, and what we're hearing is that's five Coast Guard members, uh, Japanese Coast Guard members. It's a big deal. A lot of a lot of burning debris and so on. So that's one of the big stories uh, that we got out there uh, this morning. There's political news that we got to dive into. We have some sound from Joe. Uh, as he forgot what he was supposed to say the other night. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But, you know, in Military City USA, I just want to start with this one. We, we talked about all the uh, uh, illegal immigration, and we're going to do that again coming up in the next half hour. And we'll also hear from Dr. Mark Havercorn, who's got something great coming up that I want to tell you about at 6.50 this morning. But meanwhile, I, this, this thing, this letter... Um, that over 200 vets and active duty forces vow to hold military leaders accountable for the COVID-19 vaccine mandate is no small thing. This is big, and it's not getting the exposure and the coverage that I believe it should. When you have more than 200 military veterans, you've got active duty members. Active duty. Now, you guys know how tough that is to sign on to publicly as an active duty member you got former officials you got military sp- uh, spouses who have written a letter now and they are vowing to do everything in their power to hold senior military leaders responsible for the covid 19 mandates on the troops listen to how, what they said in this letter while implementing the covid 19 vaccine mandate military leaders broke the law trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion. Service members and their families were significantly harmed by these actions. Their suffering continues to be felt financially, emotionally, and physical. And some service members became part of our ever-growing veteran homeless population. Some developed debilitating vaccine injuries, and even some lost their lives. And you know what? I fully believe that a lot of these young athletic deaths that we see, and Jimmy and I have been running a tally on this since the beginning. We had another uh, guy die over 26 years old. Healthy, young athletes just falling over dead. Never happened like this in the history of our country. And I had the vax. 
I got it when it first came out. And then I got boosted once, but I'm done with that. Because I'm convinced now that there's something going on with these young athletes that are in perfect health. I mean, the best health of all of us, the young athletes, just falling over dead. And, you know, they're not even being transparent about it. They all they always say, well, some unknown cause took the life of so-and-so. Well, these military people, they're not taking this lying down anymore. They're saying that military leaders are continuing to ignore our communications and that we're not going to give up on this. Now, they point out Mark Milley, the former chief of the uh, of the Army and Joint Chief Staff, and, um, and of course, he was the one who said, I told China that if we were going to attack them, we'd give them a call first and let them know. To me, that's a traitor. To me, that's treasonous. If you're the head of our military, you don't tell somebody, hey, you know what, I'm going to give you a holla before we attack you, okay? That way you can be ready and kill more of our guys. That guy should be on trial. Vice Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, Navy Admiral Christopher Grady, former Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Retired James McConville, Former Chief of Naval Operations Admiral, retired Michael Gilday, in addition to others and political leaders as well. Uh, they want, the, in this letter, these vets want all of them either court-martialed or brought up on trial or whatever. And I think that's a heck of an idea. Um, they conclude with these words in this letter. And these are powerful words. Our nation was once great because it was good. It was built on moral principles founded in natural law, and yet the recent acceleration of moral relativism has us headed towards a precipitous implosion. That's a million percent right. They went on. While all good things come to an end, we refuse to allow our nation to go quietly into the depths of decadence and decay. We promise to exhaust all moral, ethical, and legal means to restore the rule of law, and will get, begin by attempting to hold our senior military leaders accountable. The Constitution is the supreme law of our land. We will fight to enforce the law and put an end to the two-tiered justice system. May future generations see our efforts, and God willing, may they also be recipients of the great gift of liberty that we've had the honor of safeguarding. Now, in August of 21, the Biden administration ordered that all military members and reservists take the COVID-19 vaccine or else face discharge from the military. And as a result, more than 8,000 service members were kicked out, and an unknown number, and it's huge, chose not to re-enlist. It's the destruction of the military. From these liberals, all those names that I read to you from Mark Milley and all of them, they're all far leftist liberals, and I think people who rose to the pinnacle of power in our military so that they could be a destructive force for our military, like Lloyd Austin is right now. He's a destructive force for the military. When you say that white supremacy and DEI is the most important issue that we have to deal with in our time, you're a destructive force to the military. When you're focusing on making sure that a guy can wear the military skirt and wear a ponytail and paint his face and look very cute in the military stuff, you're a destructive force for our military. And just like in our schools where they're teaching all this Black Lives Matter and DEI stuff to our children and Hate America stuff that they're teaching to our children in our schools, they're teaching the same stuff in our military. 
They're subverting the greatness of America. And you know what they're teaching kids in school in China? They're not teaching them DEI. They're not teaching them, you know, white supremacy. They're not doing that. You know what they're teaching them in China? How to build, maintain, and run the computers of the future. That's what they're teaching their little kids in China. Do you know what they're teaching their military in China? They're not teaching them about transgenderism and how white guys are bad and all white people are horrible people just because they were born white. They're not teaching them that like we're doing. You know what they're teaching their military? How to kill the enemy. <laughs> That's what they're teaching in China to their military, how to kill the enemy. What, what we're doing now is destroying our military from within. And it starts at the very top with the top brass. The Biden administration ordered them to take the shot. 8,000 were kicked out. Republicans in Congress forced the administration to rescind that in 2023, just last year. But the damage has been done already. A lot of people not joining the military these days because they don't want to be involved in the DEI crap that goes on. They don't want to be any part of that. They have parents who served in the military and say, it's not the same military. Do not sign up, son. I don't want you in there. Daughter, I don't want you in there. And you have a leadership of the military that is so woke and so far to the left that they are destroying the ranks from from within, inside out, just like they're doing in Washington, D.C. It's an all-out assault on the nation of the United States, from the border to the economy to what's happening in our political system, which I want to get to now. When you have... When you have people working day and night, and this is Republicans and Democrats both, working day and night to prevent a legitimate human being who passes all the qualifications, who in fact was president before, to prevent that person from even appearing on the ballot in states, 16 states across the country attempting to do this to Donald Trump. That right there is larger than Donald Trump. Please keep in mind, Donald Trump is a symbol. He's a symbol of America. He's a symbol of American first. He's a symbol of the Tea Party movement, which now they slander as the MAGA movement, right? If if they can if they can use Donald Trump as their excuse, and they are, to attack our system of voting and our system of, of politics here in this country. This is not a temporary thing. This is a long-term plan and a long-term goal to actually destroy our system. That's why they started to call our system a democracy instead of a republic. We're not a democracy. You do understand the difference. For those who don't, for those who grew up in Southern California, let me explain the difference. A democracy means that 51% enslave the 49% and control them you got 100% of Americans. In a democracy, 51% will tell the other 49% what to do and how to do it and when to do it. Fascism. In a constitutional republic, 99% cannot control the 1%. If you had 99% in agreement in a republic, a constitutional republic, they still could not take away the natural rights of that 1%. So by, just by the fact that they call it a democracy now, we are not. And we, shall, we, we should just absolutely reject that terminology. We are not a democracy. 
We are a constitutional republic. We have to protect all people's rights in this country and not be ruled by the majority. Majority rules. No, it doesn't. That was not the way we were set up as a country. We're 51%. We're going to control the 49%. Sorry, it's it's just not the way it is. And yet they continue to attack us and attack our free speech because Donald Trump was never tried, never charged, never tried, never convicted for insurrection because that was not an insurrection. What happened on January 6th was not an insurrection. They cannot prove that case. So the 14th Amendment obviously does not apply, but they don't care. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about the 14th Amendment. It is about destroying our system, our voting system, our political system in America. They want to completely render us ineffectual as a people. Now, the slate is all new, the slate is all clean, and we can, at this point, move forward and get rid of these people. And that's what I say we do. (laughs) More in 24 is my personal um, uh, motto. More in 24. And there's got to be a way of more of us banding together to get rid of them and, and, uh, and make everything right. By the way, a Green Day, a uh, little snot-nosed singer, Billy Joe Armstrong, who, you know, he's a far leftist. He hates this country. He said it before that he hates this country. He hates Donald Trump. Donald Trump is Hitler. You're you're a mini Hitler because you support Donald Trump and so on and so forth. They were singing on Dick Clark's show the other night, and uh, there's one of their songs says, "I'm not part of the redneck agenda." He changed that to uh, MAGA agenda. I'm not part of the MAGA agenda blah 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 green day singer well i just thought that the only reason i bring this up is god i don't really care what the green day singer's got to say but i i think elon once again trolled him and got him back <laughs> elon put a put a uh, uh an x up last night green day goes from raging against the machine to milk toastedly raging for it <laughs> and then he had a bunch of laughing emojis that's, right. that's exactly right all right 210-599-5555 back in a minute trey where ktsa accuweather forecast clouds cool today rain off and on throughout the day right at 50 for the high and then clouds and sun tomorrow and 62 for the high and right now it's 47 degrees ktsa Good morning as you head into your early... 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. I see you there, line one. I'll get to you in just a couple of seconds here. Oh, by the way, you can uh, uh, feel free to, to text away as well. Love to hear that. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Trey, welcome back. We missed you. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. Happy New Year, Trey. Welcome back. You were missed. Please continue to be a voice of knowledge and reason for us in 2024. Retired, but up at 5 o'clock every morning to listen to your program. And that's Carolyn in New Braunfels. Well, thank you, Carolyn. I appreciate that. Happy New Year's, Trey and KTSA. So happy to hear your voice again. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thanks to Sean, my good brother, for getting up in the middle of the night to come in here and do the the early thing. Uh, Just, you know, uh, (laughs) taking advantage advantage of a little time off during the holidays and i'm going to do that the first part of the year this year because the last half of the year this year i'm not going to get any time off it's going to be you know what to the wall hanging on as we get seriously uh, line one there jimmy we get seriously into the whole uh thing about you know politics and once we have the conventions in in july and i have i, I gotta tell you i have no idea how all this is going to play out i, I really don't um, I, I know what I see developing. I know what I see happening. I know what I, you know all those kind of things. But I have no idea the end game. And and uh, there are probably people who do know the end game. 
and they're working toward that end game. And one of the things they're not going to do is allow Donald Trump to be president, even if he is elected in November. So I anticipate that after the first part of this year, I'm going to take you know a little vacation time the first part of the year too, because I'm anticipating that we get to the mid and the later part of the year, there's not going to be any vacation time for anybody. It's going to be all out all hands on deck and making sure that this republic is saved. And it's no less than that, folks. Let's go to John on line one. John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you. Well, Happy New Year. And uh, there's two words that I want to highlight for this year. All right. And and thank you for that uh, report on the military. That was, uh, you used one of the words in that report. It was an excellent survey of, of that uh, used accountability uh-huh. and the other word is trust uh-huh. and those two words apply to everything that all of these topics that we talk about so that's what i want to highlight thank you john I appreciate it have, have a good new year too man thank you very much for for being there uh look here's the deal our, our military uh although you you know you give up your rights and you raise your hand and all you kiss your mama and your fanny goodbye because it belongs now to the but you know, you know what you're not in the military? You're not experimental rats. Okay? And they cannot tell you on a consistent basis like this to be an experimental rat, which, which in effect is what they did. Now, if you choose to do that, that's a totally different deal. And I, I fully support these more than 200 who have signed off on this letter to hold these military folks, uh, the, the top brass, accountable uh, for tramp- They trampled on their rights and, and their, their free uh, exercise of religion as well. Okay, I just want to talk for one brief second here because it's all over the news this morning. 90210 star Ian Zyring attacked by a mini bike gang. <laughs> it really is bad, by the way. Okay, the first thing i got to say about this you guys know I'm a biker. I'm not one of those guys. I don't have any tattoos. I don't, you know, I don't have all the biking stuff. But I'm a. I like, you know, I'm I'm in the community. I love the people that I'm around. You won't find more loyal or better friends than you will find in the motorcycle community. You just won't. You just won't. W- will you find some bad apples? Of course. There's bad lawyers and doctors and housewives and everything else too. So you know, there's plenty of that going on. But this guy was in L.A., and uh, apparently one of the mini bikes I don't know how the whole story shakes out, but one of the mini bikes apparently hit his car. He got out. Then, you know, here comes the minibike gang. <laughs> but then what happened was crazy. They start beating on him. Okay. That's not funny. Okay. Um, they're not real bikers because real bikers, the dude would be in the hospital. But these are, you know, whatever. They're just they're, they're beating on this guy. And... What he said was right, uh, and, and I just want to paraphrase from his from his ex. Man, I'm still gonna call it Twitter. I'm sorry. From his Twitter account, he said this is this is a prime example of the growing hooliganism that we see here in our country. The other thing that I thought of first, and uh, sorry, but this is just the way it works for me these days. When I see something like this happen. I'm sorry, but I have that reserve thing in the back of my head about it being clickbait, a setup, you know, so that you get your your clicks and all that kind of stuff. That's just the world we live in. So I'm presuming that it's a real encounter, that he had something, you know, some sort of road rage incident with these guys, and then they started to beat him up. That's what I'm assuming. 
But anyway, it is a prime example of the growing hooliganism that is going on in this country. And it's another prime example why, why I say because his 12-year-old daughter was there. She saw the whole thing. You need to carry. You need to protect yourself. And primarily, you need to protect your loved ones. Make sure that you're capable of doing so. That's all. Hey, Mike, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning and Happy New Year, Mike. Yeah, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to get back on the radio. It was a long week when you was out of work, but uh, your replacement, he did a good job uh, the morning uh, last week, but um, you you still the man on the radio. I told you I told you this so many times, uh, my man. Um, I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't, I don't have to be awake right now. I could be asleep just to listen to your show. That's how, that's how much information you put out there, and I tell everybody I meet about you on the radio, my man, because you, you do a good job. But, yeah, I wanted to update you on the situation with the truck driving industry, man. It's, yeah. It's, uh, Joe Biden, is, he's destroying this industry, a once great industry. I've been driving trucks since uh, 2001. And uh, Laredo, Laredo, Texas, I go to Laredo at least once a week. Laredo used to be one of the hot spots for trucking. You know, there, there were a lot of loads come out of Mexico. And due to the uh, border being, uh, I told you this last time I talked to you, due to the border being wide open, the Mexican president has stopped the trains in Mexico due to the fact that those illegals are hopping the trains and getting a free ride up to the U.S. border. So, un- unfortunately, it's doing a job of stopping some of those people from getting to the U.S., but it's also stopping the freight and the goods that That's we right. need in America from getting here, too. So now when you go to Laredo, I told you last week, sometimes you have to sit two, three, four days waiting on the load. Truck drivers, and the more you sit, we don't get paid to sit when you're sitting in Laredo waiting on the load. So, so Joe Biden is, is, is hurting people's pocketbooks right now. Truck drivers, America's life, one of the most important jobs in America. Joe Biden is slowly but surely destroying that, too. And I just wanted people to know that it's not only these illegals that's coming in, it's also the fact that Joe yeah. Biden has uh, affected the, the the freight that's coming into the U.S., too. And he's he's a national disgrace. Yes. He'll go down in, in, the, in the history of the U.S., I mean, and, and there's no cop. I, I once thought that Barack Obama was the worst man to ever be in the White House. Yeah. But Joe Biden, can, congratulations, my man. You are officially, even with one year left, you are officially the worst president the United States has ever. So congratulations and Happy New Year. And I thank you for taking my call this morning. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate your kind words. And I look forward to visiting with you again in, in 2024. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to hold my, my keep my powder dry until the, the next half hour because I do want to bring this up as far as, uh, as as far as Joe Biden and what's going on at the border. And now we have the numbers in from November and December. Oh, you're going to love it. More records being broken every day. More coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. If you're thinking about a tractor pack. We're giving away money? Honey. We're giving away $2,024, and all you got to do is register. KTSA.com, KTSA.com. Go get registered and win the money. Let's break the bank, baby. Come on. Let's, let's start the new year off right. Let's get some money out of here. KTSA.com, KTSA.com. Head on over there and uh, and get registered. Okay. All right, so why not? Ryan Seacrest, New Year's Eve, Dick Clark Show, Ryan Seacrest, uh, cut number one, interviewing Joe Biden. Clearly this thing had been pre-recorded, and Ryan was just fed the questions. Joe is sitting next to Jill, which is the way it's going to go during the campaign this year. She's going to be there. Be ready. Because they're not going to let him talk on his own. He can't. He's sitting there with his eyes closed. His eyes closed. He clearly is not. 
He doesn't know where he is at this point. It's a shame. It really is a damn shame. He doesn't know where he is at this moment. So he's asked about food. These hard-hitting questions that they have for these people. Line one. Cut number one. Go. I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've been eating pasta, which I love. Yeah. eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah, and ice cream. Don't forget the ice cream, Joe. He was supposed to say ice cream at first. Oh, I'm eating a lot of ice cream. Cut number two, his hopes for 2024. Well, we've got a million-plus people here in Times Square and so many eyes on the big ball Whoa. for the big moment tonight as we get ready for 2024. Uh -huh. What are your hopes for the new year, for both of you? Well, my hope is that everybody has a healthy, happy, and safe new year. But beyond that, I hope that they understand that we're in a better position than any country in the world to lead the world. What? And we're coming back, and it's about time. What? Dr. <laughs> Biden, your hopes for America. <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's what I would always tell my students. Be positive, be optimistic, uh, and be kind uh, to one another. Blah. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New happy Year to you, New too. Year. So, first of all, first of all, just this is just a side note. I hate when these false, fake doctors, because her husband pressured you, Penn, into giving her a doctorate. When they demand, and she demands that she be called Dr. Biden. And I remember back during when they were running in 2020 and we were in the heat of the pandemic, and the whole thing was, well, refer to the doctor. What does Dr. Jill say about the pandemic? It's not even an honorary medical degree. It's an honorary teaching doctorate that she has that UPenn was forced to give her because Joe is all about UPenn. UPenn's all about Joe. And he got University of Delaware and UPenn together, and they put to – anyway, I, I just – I hate that. If you're not a real doctor, you don't walk around demand people call you a doctor. You know what? Real doctors don't do that. Real doctors don't demand, call me a doctor. I'm a real doctor. No. The other thing is, listen to him. If you believe he's the president, man, please call me or email me because I got a bunch of stuff I want to sell you right now. I'm clearing out for 2024, and I'm doing a big garage clean out, and a barn clean out, and a storeroom clean out. I got a bunch of stuff I want to sell you right now. And I'm going to get rich if you actually believe Joe Biden is the president of these United States. Now, in December alone, 302,000 illegal aliens welcomed into the country by Joe Biden's administration, which I believe is run by Barack Obama, which I still believe Joe is not going to be running for president this year. In November and December, the official number is 617,000 illegal aliens. Welcome to the country. Now, I say official number because those are the ones they processed. Two months, 617,000. That does not count the gotaways that sneaked into the country in various ports of entry. That's just those that we actually processed. So you can double that number. You can kick that number up to about 1.2 million that came in in two months alone. Well on track to make it to 12 to 15 million in no time at all. I see it all over this city because this mayor, this city council and these folks in San Antonio have opened the doors wide open and said, come on to San Antonio and we'll fly you wherever you want to go. Where would you like to go? And so I see it everywhere. I ran into it just the other day up on one of the busiest corners in San Antonio. 
More than 302,000 in December alone. Folks, this is an all-out invasion that is, in my view, and you know what? Change my mind if you think you can. This is a a well-coordinated, well-planned attack on trying to collapse our country. That's what's going on here. Please, please open your eyes in 2024. More in 24. And thanks to our governor for sharing the pain. And by the way, in one year, he sent 85,000 to various sanctuary cities around the country. 85,000. Well, in December alone, 302,000 came in. So he's only able to send a mere little bit to these sanctuary cities across the country. But now you hear these sanctuary cities and Chicago is screaming about, you know, he's a Civil War Confederate. He's Jefferson Davis, meaning that Greg Abbott is Jefferson Davis for doing this. He's such a racist. For, he, he's, he's a throwback to the Civil War era. That's the mayor of Chicago saying that about our governor. No. Hey, listen, you're, you claim to be a sanctuary city. You reaffirmed that last week, by the way. The mayor of Chicago said, no, we're going to continue to be a sanctuary city. Then open your freaking doors. Let these people come on in then. Why are you complaining that you're receiving them? You should be very proud and happy. You should be paying for the buses. You should be paying for the airplanes. In fact, Governor, I think that's your next move. Go ahead and send them a bill. Send them the bill because they're the sanctuary cities. All you're doing is providing a service for the sanctuary cities. If you're a sanctuary city and you want to continue to call yourself a sanctuary city, then we're more than happy to provide the transportation for the illegals to get to your city. And I don't want to hear you complaining about it like they're doing right now. So keep it up. There's more uh, on their way. In fact, more buses are headed to Chicago. We're having to drop them off outside of Chicago because they changed the rules and said, no more buses can come into Chicago. Wait a minute. I thought you were a sanctuary city. New York's done the same thing, too. You can only drop them off between 8 a.m. and 12 noon. Well, now our, our governor's just putting them on airplanes and flying them to the airports, and now they're your problem. You deal with it. But again, at 85,000 over an entire year, that's a small number when you compare it to what's coming in just in one month alone, in December alone, 302,000. And now this president is saying, and he sent Antony Blinken down to Mexico over the weekend to negotiate with AMLO on what to do, and, and here's what we're offering Mexico. Get this. Get, get this. We're offering Mexico billions more in U.S. taxpayer dollars billions more well you know you're gonna have to build some infrastructure you're gonna have to make this a nicer place and you know what happens when we send billions to mexico and el salvador and honduras and all it goes into the pockets of the people at the top of the chain it never makes it to their infrastructure or taking care of their people we need to cut off all foreign aid until they cut off the flow of people coming here cut off all foreign aid you're not getting another dime until these trains stop flowing to our southern border. And as Mike, the trucker, told you in the last half hour, it's collapsing our own trucking industry because they can't get the stuff they need loaded onto their trucks on Laredo so they can deliver it all over the country. This is an attack, an invasion on our country. That's what's going on. And I, you know, January 2nd is here. We've got a clean slate. And, folks, I'm optimistic because we have a chance to really change all this. We've got a chance to kick these people out of office. But we've got to do it in a big way. And we've got to do it in such a big way that they can't overcome it with a cheat because they're going to cheat. CIA, uh, ex-CIA guy who was in the CIA for 12 years, 
says his contacts are already telling him that the CIA and other deep state officials are going to be involved in this election again. Well, they have been. They have been now for over a century. Ever since they were developed, the FBI, CIA, the, the, the deep state has always been running our elections. I happen to believe there's a lot of, well, I, I, I'll just hold that for another time. But anyway, um, we, we have got to stop what's happening at the southern border. And this administration is attacking our state for protecting our people in our state. And that's why I say Joe Biden, as you can evidence every time I play audio from him for you, he has no clue what's going on. He's a part of it because he wanted president on his name. But this is the Soros, Obama, Cloward, and Piven the whole thing playing out in front of your face in order to collapse the United States to make us one of many so they can control us. They are fascists. They are fascists. You can own your stuff, but we're going to tell you what to do with it <laughs> and when you can do it. That's, that is the definition of fascism. The militaristic stuff, the controlling of your life in every aspect, all those kind of things. That's all fascism, and that's what these people are. They're socialist fascists. That's what they are. And they're, I just, I got to tell you, and then I'm going to lighten things up in the next segment, but I got to tell you, this year is going to be, it's going to be a year of, of them trying a lot of stuff on us because, they don't know well they they do know what's going to happen with the election or what their plans are for the election they do know that but they have no idea what traditional conservative libertarian americans are going to do and how we're going to respond i hope we can stay united as a country and that we're not balkanized you know what balkanization is right broken up into a bunch of little factions that that you know, are fighting with each other. I hope that doesn't happen here in this country. I really, really pray against that every single day. But they're pushing, aren't they? 210-599-5555. Great friend coming up next here on KTSA. Are you due for a skin check or worried about skin cancer? Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with yeah. Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Thank you, ma'am. 651. By the way, speaking of the pledge, let me give you my, uh, my voicemail here and my email as well. Because... I love hearing you guys say the pledge. I love it. I really love it when we have kids do it. That's just one of the best things. It warms my heart when I hear the kids do it. And you can leave it on my voicemail here at 210-654-5155. Or if you want to record it on your phone and then email it to me, my email address is Trey, T-R-E-Y, at KTSA.com. All right, T-R-E-Y, Trey, at KTSA.com. Speaking of kids, now, kids and cows and other livestock go together, especially this time of year because we're, I know, it, it's going to be hard to believe, but we're a month away from the rodeo. Already it'll be rodeo time. And uh, Dr. Mark Havercorn, you hear him. I talk about him. Sean talks about him. Jack talks about him here on the radio all the time. Great a facial and oral surgeon throughout the state of Texas. But he also is highly involved, Bear County Extension, and what they do with livestock. And I think it's one of the best programs I always have. I grew up around that. I grew up ranching and farming myself. 
and uh, and Dr. Habercorn is deeply involved in what's going on. They got a big event coming up this weekend. I just wanted you to know about. It. So Dr. Habercorn is here on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Good morning to you. Good morning, Trey. Happy New Year's, and thanks for having me on. You know, thanks for being here, and Happy New Year to you and yours as well. And uh, tell us about what's going on this weekend. Well, this weekend on Saturday, uh, we're going to have the auction for the livestock show, the county Bear County Livestock Show that just completed up on Saturday. Uh, the auction is going to be in Holotus at the Holotus Ag Activity Center, which is across the street from O'Connor High School. Doors will open at 8, and we're going to have opening ceremonies at 9 a.m. Um, this is a chance for the kids. We take uh, we take a group of kids out of the stock show who placed high and put them into the auction, and this is a chance for them to present their projects and earn a little bit of money for what they've done and for their, their accomplishments. And just so that your listeners are clear, the way our auction works, nobody's actually going to take an animal home. Don't worry. You don't need to bring a trailer. You're not taking a steer out the back with you. Um, the kids go across the stage, and everyone that makes a bid is just increasing that kid's total. So if 10 people bid $100, then that kid walks out with $1,000 to use on next year's project. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And these kids, you know, they, they spent – this is their life. They're up, and, and you well know this because you got your own that do it too. They're up at 3, 3.30 in the morning. They're out there. They're feeding them, whether it's a goat, a pig, or whether it's a, a steer or whatever, taking care of them, doing the doctoring, right, making sure that they're healthy throughout the year. They're deeply involved in this. Then then they'll take their lunch break, and many of them will go take care of the animal on their lunch break, and then certainly after school or in the evening time, they got to take care of them before they bed down and all that kind of stuff. So it's a full-time job in addition to their school duties. And you know what, Doc, Dr. Havercorn, it's really good for the kids. It's a great program. Absolutely. You know, we were we were surprised and honored. The Sheriff Salazar actually came out Saturday to our pig show. And our president, I'm the vice president, our president said, you know, Sheriff, these are the kids that you're not going to have to chase after. That's and right. he said, I'm actually going to chase after them because I want to hire them. Yeah. Ah, see, that's that's exactly right. That's perfect, because that's right. I mean, it gives them some some accountability and stability in their lives, keeps them busy, which is ninety nine point nine percent of it. If they're in the barn doctoring or feeding a cow, then they they're not going to be out on the streets. That's a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, you see families working together through all these projects. We're building up families. We're building up kids. We're creating uh, the next generation of hardworking kids that have had a challenge before, that have had to follow instructions, um, that have had to go through some difficult times, and they're going to be ready for the world. Yes, and they'll have a skill forever. So, um, okay, so again, it's this coming Saturday. It's at the fairgrounds, which is right across the street from O'Connor High School. Gates open at what time? 8 o'clock, did you say? Doors at 8 a.m., auction at 9. If you're interested or you want to be a buyer, just go to our website. Uh, it's bcjls.com. Perfect. Bear County Junior Livestock Show, bcjls.com. Can you believe we're, like, just around the corner from the rodeo? <laughs> Where are you going? I know. So all of our kids are already talking about the rodeo, and I'm thinking about going out there. And I know. Yeah, where did the year go? <laughs> where did the year go? <laughs> Dr. Habercorn, thank you for your support of what we do here on this station, and thank you for your support of the Junior Livestock Show. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, Trey. Have a good one. You too. Dr. Mark Habercorn, join us here on KTSA 656 now. Well, coming up on Ware and Rima reunited, and oh, baby, it feels so good. He's sitting right over there, ready to come in here. And we're going to make some noise between 7 and 9, as we always do. But before we get there, first of all, i got to say good morning to Dan, 
ran into Dan during the holidays. I was out riding the motorcycle with a couple of friends of mine, and we stopped in for a cool something to drink, lemonade with wings, and Dan was sitting there, and Dan started to talk about racing. So, of course, I had to go down and talk to Dan about racing. And then he stuck his hand out, and he said, I'm Dan, who are you? And I said, I'm Trey. And he said, are you Trey Ware? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and he's a big fan of the show and what we talk about here on the show. So, Dan, good morning to you. Harvard President Claudine Gay, breaking news this morning. What's old in 2023 is new in 2024. Six more, read, new plagiarism claims against Claudine Gay. Now that brings the grand total of plagiarism claims against her to 50, 50 meaning she ripped others off for their material without attribution at least 50 times, and that number continues to grow every day. At Harvard, they will kick you out if you have one. One. Accusation. Not even a proven claim. But she gets to stay, and you know why. She checks all the boxes in just the right way. Where and Rima coming up next, KTSA. So I have been in the operating room most of